What do you think makes a home? Is it the people? The location? The things we do to complete the space? We know it's a specific place, but the feeling is indistinguishable when we're there. In today's episode, I talk about a collection of short stories that encapsulates all the complexities of calling a place home. I'm your host, Christian Ong, and that's my cue. Welcome back, cuties, to another episode of That's My Cue, your one-stop podcast to get the latest reviews on all things TV shows, movies, albums, and games. Y'all, it's the beginning of February, and that means January, it's out of the way, and we're kicking in a full swing into this, this new year. By this point, people may have foregone their New Year's resolutions because, honestly, who has the time, Right? But hopefully if you're able to spend time with a special someone, that means Valentine's is almost fast approaching. And I can almost hear, you hear that? The the chime of the resounding echo of many partners just frantically typing on their phone, trying to secure a last minute reservation on what would be the busiest day of the month. Pro tip, celebrate Valentine's Day the weekend before or maybe after with a nice dinner. I don't know. I I feel like that, you know, tactic for me has been super successful because I promise you that the restaurant is still going to be there and it should be much, and I I mean much easier to get that reservation. Instead, and I promise you, we'll get to the review in a few minutes, but on Cupid's big day, that's when you give your partner a nice sentimental gift still and you spend the rest of the day with each other, maybe inside or something more simple the whole point is to just make the person you know feel that you're with feel special and to just you know spend time with them and uh you know why not do so while watching netflix's the house boom that's a transition albeit a sloppy one today we're talking about the new netflix movie the house but before we do that let's dive into some things that i'm currently into in my head, I, I, I imagine that there's some longtime listeners that know that I'm going to say or it, like, you know, the, the, the fashion in which I'm going to say currently into. And I would like to believe that we're all saying it in the same manner. First up on my list, we're talking about Hitman 3, which I've been playing on the PS5. Hitman 3 is, is a ton of fun since it more or less kind of gives you a lot of freedom to complete these stealthy missions however you'd like. For me, I really gravitate to games where the puzzle solving is pretty much, you know, you're looking for a specific solution, but just by giving you the tools that it gives you, it lets you solve uh, that puzzle however you'd like, albeit in a very sneaky, violent fashion. It has a very uh, cheeky sense of humor, which I kind of notice from other people's uh, streams, and I feel like the level design is great. There's so much to do. You know, when you're you're completing a certain mission. But one of my favorite places to go back to is the level where it plays out like an Agatha Christie slash Knives Out style murder mystery. I think it's kind of a kind of a cool way to to uh, do that, and I feel like it's a nice break from the other missions as well. Uh, next up on my li- on my list is another game, which is Outer Wilds. 
In a similar fashion to the freedom that Hitman 3 gives, I've been, you know, playing a good amount of Outer Wilds on the PS5, and uh, I just also want to give a quick shout out to uh, Hilton, who recommended it, and Hilton is a good friend of mine and fellow listener, so if you're listening to this, man, thank you, because it's, it's great. I feel like the physics engine in this game is, you know, uh, so complex and a lot of fun to explore uh, by you know, simulating different points of gravity, for example, when you're flying your ship. It's just all really interesting and gives each planet you visit its own specific rules and, I guess, climate. And, and uh, it really changes up how you solve them as well. I really like the lack of hand-holding that the game just throws you into. And uh, the means of expo- uh, exploring these worlds in any order is really cool. And you're pretty much disco- uh, discovering the story in your own unique way. Some of the puzzles and the time looping mechanic, uh, you know, it all feels a little bit daunting as you're going through it. But after a while, I feel like I've kind of gotten a good grasp of it. It's definitely a good game that I slept on uh, when it came out. So I'm, I might, if I'm able to find time to finish it, I'll definitely dedicate a nice review for it as well. But that's pretty much on my list. So let's get right into it. Today we're talking about The House, which was released on January 14th, 2000. 22. Directed by Emma DeSuaf, Mark James Roels, Nikki Londreth Von Barr, and Paloma uh, Beza. That, I, I'm pretty sure I've butchered maybe a good 75% of their names. But uh, if I did, I, I sincerely apologize. But this movie also uh, stars Mia Goth, Jarvis uh, Cocker, Susan Wacoma and Helena Bonham Carter, amongst many others. It's a huge cast. The House is a stop-motion animated anthology film, for those that might not know what this is, in which three separate stories told over three different time periods all depict a singular house and the people that happened across its path. On the surface, the house seems similar in tone and design to something along the lines of films such as The Nightmare Before Christmas or Coraline. While it retains a similar gothic atmosphere with some amusing tongue-in-cheek humor, the house is aimed for a slightly older audience, especially drawing on more horror elements within the plot of the first part of the movie. All three shorts are helmed by different directors, all of whom lend their own take on the themes of home and how various people may interact or value their place of residence. This also lends itself for the film to vary in quality depending on which short resonates with you the most. For those looking for more straightforward horror elements, part one is quite easily the most unsettling, with part two coming in close second, though its twists can be seen a mile away. Part three, however, departs from this trend and ends the film on a more resounding high note that is, in my opinion, more poignant to the larger message that it's trying to convey. Animation-wise, the house is excellent in, in its execution, often paying attention to small details that give further life to to the overall environment around the characters. Its voice acting is great as well, uh, though the film's sound mixing feels uneven at times in terms of balancing the volume of its characters. The House is an eclectic collection of short films that, when put together, speaks to a broader theme of what one would do to acquire, leverage, and keep a home, with plenty of strands of meanings uh, to further extrapolate long after the credits roll. While its variety of storytelling also comes with a mix of quality regarding its entertainment value, I feel like The House is overall an entertaining film for any stop-motion animation fan that is looking for something worthwhile 
to watch. I'm going to give this movie a 7 out of 10. It's an easy watch. Go check it out. It can be found exclusively on Netflix. And I feel like this is a good place to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dive into some listener reviews. And don't crawl anywhere. We'll be right back. You would know what the crawling thing is is if you've seen the movie. Okay, just go check it out. Welcome back. Today on our program, we're talking all about the house. And as promised, we have some listener reviews. And by listener reviews, plural, I actually only have one. And it comes from another other from that. Wow. What was I trying to say? Anyways, it comes from none other than Don 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 Wes the Slayer. I'm also just really lazy to add in the theme music right now. But I promise you will happen next week. Maybe. You'll find out what I'm going to be talking about next week. And I would be hard-pressed, honestly, if, uh, you know, I got a review from Wes the Slayer because I don't think it would be his jam. But with that being said, Wes the Slayer says, Each section of the house accomplishes this feeling of anxiety with the first story being the most engrossing but effective. The theme of them uh, all is uneasiness told with a very abstract approach. Uh, I'm a sucker for stop-motion animation, so I automatically gravitated to it, and the use of felt-made characters was unique to me. If the whole movie had been a, a deeper dive into story number one with more creepy plot twists, I would have enjoyed it fully. For what it is, I give The House a 6.5 out of 10. And Wes, I think our our scores are pretty pretty similar, yeah. I think that the first story definitely is the stronger one out of the three, and I feel like the whole movie could have been revolved around that, too. Uh, and it, I feel like it would have been better for it. On the other hand, I would have liked to see at least for the all three stories to have some sort of uh, more of a surface level connection, I guess, to one another beyond the setting itself. I also agree that the use of felt characters gave a different aesthetic compared to other stop motion films uh, out in the game, if you will. And I, and I think that they utilized the material in a really neat way. But since we only got one review, of course, I gotta give you a more uh, uh, broader opinion and, and broader strokes of, of whether or not this movie is worth your while. So I, I, I dived into Rotten Tomatoes again, and once again, I'm gonna call this segment Stinky Bisque. I know I named it a different segment than basically anytime I read off of Metacritic or anything else like that, but it helps you distinguish where the reviews are coming from. But anyways, these are uh, reviews I pulled from the Rotten Tomatoes website for the movie, and they're all not from professional critics, but from normal people like ourselves. And so, our first review comes from GV, who gave it 5 stars, and said, At first, I stopped watching because it was a bit odd. I went back and became amazed at the production itself, even more impressive than CGI. The story began to emerge of the difference between a house and a home, work, family, and friends. Very unique and excellent movie. The message is spot on. And to GV's point, I think that the movie for an animated format has quite of a different style of pacing compared to what we're used to seeing. Hence why I suspect it feels odd for this person. Uh, it takes its time to build each story out, and each plot feels like it's set in uh, at a pretty easy, digestible length amount of time. 
But like I said in the review, I agree that it does use that time to be quite unsettling in some of the short films. I really like what the movie has to say in general, and I feel like it is pretty much worth a rewatch to connect in uh, in a deeper, uh, you know, you know, like a, a deeper hardcore uh, analysis, if you will, uh, when it comes to its core message. So uh, if you like this movie and you have a deeper thing to say, hit me up. Let's go talk about it. Charlotte L. on Rotten Tomatoes gave it a two and a half stars. So, out of five, not looking pretty good for the house. Charlotte says, well, it's well made, but just left me feeling kind of empty and confused. Well, Charlotte, that's fair. <laughs> As for, you know, making it, fe- uh, making it feel empty for you, uh, I can kind of see how this movie would do that, but... I don't know. For me, I think it really nails the tone of melancholy for the most part. And finally, we have a review from Murray C. And I'm thinking that the C stands for uh, Krill. And Krill Murray gives it four stars. Beautiful to look at, expertly animated, and extremely weird. The first story provides a strong start, which is not sustained, as the subsequent stories feel progressively weaker. Totally agree. Like I said with Wes, I feel like that each story gets weaker than what came before it. But once again, I don't know, maybe people liked one story more than the other. Who knows? Maybe they liked it in different combinations. They liked maybe uh, part three more than part one. And I don't know. You get the gist. But speaking of that, uh, maybe you want to share your thoughts on the movie and you wanted to let me know which part you enjoyed more. Or maybe you enjoyed this episode and you really want to give me a piece of your mind. You can always hit me up on Instagram at That's My Q Podcast. I don't know why I sounded out of breath for that. Uh-oh, that doesn't, that's not a good sign. Anyways, you can also hit me up on Twitter at Q Podcast. You can also email the show at That's My Q Podcast at gmail.com. I'd be happy to take any suggestions on what you think I should review next. Be sure to also, while you're here, rate and review the episode on Apple Podcasts. This, y'all totally helps boost attention for the show. You know the whole gist. Help grow the show. And also, anything helps and the support is greatly appreciated. Uh, y'all, I haven't mentioned it yet on the show, but uh, we also have finally some merch. If you want to order some That's My Q shirts, basically it's just a nice black tee with the logo of the show. Feel free to hit me up on that as well, um, and we can we can uh, get that going for you. But I also want to uh, thank J1K for the use of their music, Captured Soul, from the School Days B tape, which you can find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com. See, I gotcha. Like, you know, like the currently into thing, I wanted to kind of say that a little differently. Well, next week's episode, I'm going to be talking about Pokemon Legends Arceus. So we'll see if Wes the Slayer is up for writing a review for that. Probably not. I'm going to leave you all uh, off with a quote which says, With each second, the journey shortens as I get a little bit closer to this synthesis of celestial grace. What does that mean? Who knows? Once again, I've been your host, Christian Ong, and... That's my cue.
no, 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 no. Don't tell me the episode is over. Um, yeah, I mean, we just did the episode. I thought it was a pretty efficient episode, so yeah, it's pretty much done. Oh, beans. You know what? It, it feels like you're really putting me on the back burner lately, Christian. And I feel like I've been missing all the horror-themed episodes that you've been doing lately. Uh, I mean, I'm not really trying to do that on purpose. I'm just trying to, you know, make sure that the show ends at a reasonable time. We're not, you know, trying to do any unnecessary bits where the episode goes on longer than it needs to. I'm just, you know, trying to make sure we're, you know, riding a, a tight ship. And what? That, like, puts me out of the job or something? You realize what you're saying to me, right? It just makes me feel like I'm not a crucial part of this team. Uh, no, no, you totally are. You know, you are a crucial part of this team. It's just... Uh, yeah, that sounded really convincing. Look, I'm not really trying to, you know, offend you. It's just that there are other people of, of within the TMQ universe that are probably more crucial to the episode. What? Oh, yeah? Okay, sure, fine. Like, who? I don't know, like uh, like Katie. Katie is a guest host that comes on an episode from time to time. What? Katie? Just because she does a couple seasonal episodes, she's more important than me? Ooh, whoa, kind of scary. Okay, I mean, I, I kind of get it, but just at least put me on the Valentine's Day episode. Just throw me a bone. The Valentine's oh. Wait, by bone, do you really mean a literal bone? No, I don't mean a literal bone. What are you trying to imply? I don't really like the tone of your voice. Uh, never mind. Let's just move on past that. Fine. Okay, you know what? Maybe I'll put you in on the Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, sweet! No, no promises. Right, right, right. We'll right. see. Okay, totally hear ya. Wink! I, I, I don't like how you just said wink at the end of that.